Welcome, welcome everybody. Blake Milan here with Dr. Keith Cantor for another week of our science webinars. Good to have Dr. Keith back on. How are you? Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. It's uh, We really, really appreciate you jumping on and, and helping people learn more and more about this great new product, H1O. And uh, if you have not joined a science webinar before. Well, I get to introduce Dr. Cantor tonight to you of our scientific advisory board. Um, and you know, you should know a little bit about his background. He has a PhD in nutritional science, a doctorate in naturopathic medicine and business entrepreneurship. He has an undergraduate degrees in biology and chemistry. He's a consumer health digest expert panelist with appearances on various uh, news channels and countless radio stations. So we could not be more excited to have Dr. Cantor on board. And, you know, I love it because he's so good at making it simple, right? Um, you know, we is, is science driven as our product is. Um, it's very important that we can understand it right so we can explain it to people and and that's one of dr Cantor's strengths is making it simple for uh people like me and maybe like you to understand so i appreciate that from him so thank you again we appreciate it and um we'll jump into the questions this one is a new one i put in this week and it is just really simple why do you like H1O? Well, you know, first of all, you have to remember I'm a naturopathic doctor. So I believe that by getting, having your body in balance and, you know, the correct homeostasis, which is just another fancy way of saying balance, it'll do everything it's supposed to do. And, uh, H1O is a product where the main object is to get and keep the body in balance, not just uh, alkalinity and acidity, you know, and inflammation and cleaning the detox, detoxification pathways, but overall to keep the body in balance. And there's very few products out there, if any, that I could think of where that's what their job is, is to keep the body in balance. And then the body will take care of the rest. I like that because the body's the miracle. The product's great, but really, it's the body that's doing the miracle work. This is just to to. We're just making it easier for the body. Love that. Love that. Okay, great. Um, this is a big one. What is the relationship between a disease like cancer and acidity? Okay, if you don't mind me getting a little sciencey for a while, I'll answer it in detail. Okay, love it. The typical cancer cell in our body uses 1,700% more energy, in other words, more sugar, than a regular cell. That's to grow, multiply, and it does all that faster, of course. But it uses 1,700% more than a typical cell. Wow. Well, therefore, there's a lot of sugar around and going into the cell. Mm -hmm. Sugar is very acidic. 
so causes acidity. So cancer tends to thrive or does thrive in an acidic environment. But the real reason is it's because it's becoming acidic. One of the main reasons is because it's using so much sugar. And sugar uh, is acidic and inflammatory. And uh, that's the real relationship between it. Uh, it thrives in an acidic environment, but it's becoming acidic because it, it needs so much more sugar than a regular cell. So when we pull away some of the acids, what we're doing is, in a sense, pulling away some of the sugar. And by pulling away some of the sugar, it helps the cancer problem because we're basically starving it. That's, I love it. That wasn't too sciencey. I understood that. That was great. <laughs> Wonderful. I don't even know. I would like to ask a follow-up question, but I don't know what I'd ask because it uh, makes sense. Yeah. So great. And really, I have the same question, but for diabetes. You know, what's the relationship between a disease like diabetes and acidity? Well, when uh, you have acidity in a specific area, it causes inflammation in that area you know, internal inflammation. Mm -hmm. Inflammation around the insulin mechanism, which is what helps us control sugar, throws the insulin mechanism off. It makes it work improperly, uh, much less efficiently. And when the insulin mechanism isn't working properly, you know, the diabetes is aggravated. A, a lot of, uh, you see advertisements even now on TV that says uh, you don't have a weight problem, you have an insulin resistance problem. Okay. And, so and they're really saying is you need more sugar because you're having resistance to insulin, which, you know, helps break down the sugar. So uh, when you have inflammation, it throws off that insulin mechanism. And uh, that throws off the sugar, which is, of course, the cause of diabetes. It's just a domino effect. All right. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, next is we've mentioned inflammation just briefly, but inflammation is present in a large number of diseases. So what causes inflammation? Well, many things cause inflammation. Uh, stress causes inflammation. Uh, too much dopamine or serotonin could cause, or not enough could cause uh, inflammation. The fight or flight mechanism could cause uh, inflammation. But from a chemical point of view, when you get down to it in the specific area where there's inflammation, you have acidity, and that acidity causes inflammation. Lots of times, that acidity, acidity is caused by uh, our diet, you know, sugar. You know, we have so much more sugar than we're supposed to, and sugar is uh, very acidic and causes uh, 
uh, acidity. So the diseases that are affected by inflammation, which the CDC says 85% of all diseases are uh, either caused by or adversely affected by inflammation. If you check them, almost all of those are also uh, adversely affected by sugar. And it tends to go hand in hand, just like we were talking about diabetes, just like we were talking about with uh, cancer. That's one of the big causes of uh, having uh, little patches of acidity in our body. Even though the overall body will stay between 7.35 and 7.45, because of the standard American diet, which has way too much sugar in it, way too much uh, simple carbohydrates in it, mm. uh, we tend to take in more acid in the body. It'll straighten it out, but it's we're helping it with the H1O and it makes it easier for the body. Yeah, the body, so if I um, understand correctly, you know, the what you're saying is the body is designed to deal with some of these things, right? Some sugar. It's just, you know, maybe the, the tolerance level that the body can handle is, you know, a level six and we're taking it to a level 34 <laughs> or something. <right? laughs> That's what it is really. The body is designed to balance the pH in a slightly alkaline area, 7.35 to 7.45. If we ate a perfect diet that was close to a neutral or slightly uh, alkaline, there'd be less urgency for the H1O. But since nobody does that, we need the H1O to help the body because we're overwhelming it with uh, acid in a sense. So are you saying when I use H1O, I can have my cake and eat it too? <laughs> well, but sugar will like almost negate what you did with, uh, with your H1O, if you know what I mean. Oh, That's I what you're about to I got to double up on it. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, I like that. I if like you that. double up on it, then you can have half the cake. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. You heard it right here. That's a big deal. <laughs> All right. Um, why would someone want to pair H1O with their workout? Well, when people work out, uh, depending on the type of workout, but in most workouts, uh, you're building up lactic acid. So uh, using like if you're, uh, if you're curling, you know, doing curls or something. After a while, if you do enough of them, your arm gets sore. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason it gets sore is the hydrogens from hydrogen ions from the lactic acid break off. It's called deprotonate, but they break off from it. And those H's, are going to go and uh, combine with water and form hydronium, which is the strongest uh, acid you could have in an aqueous solution in our body. And uh, that's what causes the pain or less growth or less uh, achievement. So if you drink H1O before and after a workout, it'll lessen 
and hopefully if you get the right bounds, totally eliminate the temporary pain that you get from working out, which makes it easier to go to the next level, to increase weights, to increase speed. Because whenever you increase something like that, you tend to be sore for a little bit. If you're not as sore, it's easier to uh, keep progressing. Right. So I think pretty much everyone, even if you've been, you know, even remotely close to um, any sort of exercise or workout routine, you've heard of lactic acid, right? It's a widely known thing. So those, that lactic acid, just basically a byproduct of the lactic acid is hydrogen, which then turns into hydronium. Right? Hydrogen breaks off of the lactic acid. Lactic acid, okay. It's deprotonating. It's getting rid of a proton, which is the hydrogen. Okay. That hydrogen doesn't like just being hydrogen in a aqueous. So it's looking for something to combine with. The easiest thing to combine with is water and form H3O. And then when that builds up, uh, you get the inflammation, which causes uh, some of the pain and some of the soreness. So then you take the H1O and it breaks up that H3O and bam, we have, we're back to water. That's right. Got it. Makes more and more sense every time we chat. <laughs> All right, what about weight loss? Uh, can H1O help with weight loss? Well, first of all, uh, yes, but not like, you know, a regular weight loss plan. You know, I don't want to mislead anybody. But when you uh, take the H1O on a regular basis and you take the correct amount of water, which is one half your body weight in ounces of water per day. So for me, that's like uh, 96 ounces of water. So, uh, of each one is uh, a 16 ounce bottle, I think I need six of them. That's interesting. Every time I did that, I would take a cap full of uh, H1O with it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would get the uh, enough H1O throughout the day. What that does is it not only helps clear out the acids and help with inflammation, but what it also does is when it's breaking, pulling an H off of hydro, H3O, hydronium, and forming two waters, it's actually putting more water into our body. It's called ultrahydration. So you're actually forming more water. That water is used by the body for metabolism and for uh, cleaning out the detoxification pathways like the lymphatic system, which doesn't work by the heart pumping, it works by us moving. So the more water you have, and the more water that you have H1O create, the faster everything will move in the system, it'll be yeah. thinner versus more sludgy. And when you clean out the detoxification pathways, uh, you also increase your oxygen and you make more pathways available for oxygen. And an increase in oxygen will help uh, combine with uh, an increase in uh, the detoxification pathways being cleared. Those two things uh, will help with weight loss. 
I love it. And, you know, I just as you were talking and, I, and as I was listening, I was thinking, you know, it's with all the things we've talked about and what you just said, it's like when we decrease the inflammation and just by the pure greatness of H1O, it's just allowing our bodies to work the way they're intended to work, right? Like, and when so you- On a serious note, that's what a natural path of doctor does is instead of giving you something that's going to help with the uh, symptoms, mm -hmm. it tries to help the body fix itself, but you have to go to the root of the problem. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the idea, you know, the first number one rule in naturopathic medicine is do no harm. Love that. Love that. Yeah, when, when you just feel better, because you don't have the aches and pains and all that stuff, you're probably going to move more, right? Which will, right. will then, you know, if, if I'm feel, not feeling uh, well, or, you know, like I don't have energy and I'm just all those things, aches and pains, no, I'm not going to go for a run, <laughs> you know? Like, well, by increasing the oxygen capability of the body, this does make you feel better and it does give you more energy. But not like a stimulant type of energy. Uh, no, it's not caffeine. like the five-hour energy drinks. It's not right. like caffeine. It does it naturally. But when you have more oxygen and you feel more energetic, you do move more. And you do feel more motivated to uh, work out. And in most cases, even eat properly. Yeah. Love it. Great. Um, and this is my last question for you tonight. Um, what are some of the skin issues that H1O gel can help with? Well, uh, it can help with almost any skin issue. And one of the reasons besides the uh, H1O is that aloe vera is a very good for your uh, skin. So uh, the gel helps with uh, burns, uh, like sunburn or, you know, a minor burn. I don't mean a third degree burn. I'm talking sure. about, you know, a normal type of burn. It helps with uh, insect bites. It helps with rashes, helps with psoriasis, uh, roseola. Uh, it helps when, if you get the blisters in your mouth, you know, right on your lips, they, they go away very quickly. Uh, acne, it helps with. So almost anything that you have on your skin is a result of acid coming out of your body. So this is neutralizing the acid coming out of your body, and that tends to uh, get rid of it. Even a bee sting and a, a red ant bite and stuff like that. Yeah. They bit you, and they're putting acid in your body. Okay. You know, that's why it hurts. So this uh, neutralizes it. But I still like it best for pain. Now, I have a bad uh, lower back. And when it bothers me, I just put it in my hands, rub it in my back, and uh, the pain goes away almost right away because I'm putting the H1O right on the inflammation, which is very rare. Usually you're taking it in the body, you know, to get to wherever you have to go. It's yeah. very rare that you put it in the exact place. And with the gel, you can. Right. 
Love it. And so, yeah, by doing, um, by consuming H1O and then using the topical, you're just inside out and outside in, right? Well, if you just take the uh, H1O, it would eventually work on the skin issues, but much, much, much slower. So uh, you do it for the skin issues because you want it fast. You're attacking it from a different area. Right. And you mentioned a lot of skin things that it helps with. And really, it's almost, if I'm listening well, it's almost like any time there's like redness on your skin, that's inflammation. Is that fair to say? Sometimes I call, I think it, roseola is one of the things that it's called, where you get the red cheeks and stuff. Yeah. So, so I use that as an example. Yeah, like 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 a rash is inflammation, a bee sting is inflammation, uh, acne, you know. Yeah. That's, so, and so, you know, the thing is, we don't think of it as inflammation, right? We see like, oh, I have a zit today, right? We don't think, oh, I have inflammation on my skin. Right. So if it hurts at all or bothers you at all, it's inflamed. Yeah. So experiment, put it on any, any topical in um, blemish, if you will. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate it. I think we're also going to turn this into a podcast. So those that weren't able to join us are going to be able to tune in and uh, replay and rewind and share um, our, our chat. So thank you again. Really appreciate it. And we will be back at it again next week. Thanks a lot. And for those of you that are listening, if you have not already um, joined, you can do that by going to feelsecure.com slash join or get back with the person that invited you on tonight and they will be able to help you and get you pointed in the right direction. Thanks everybody, have a great night. Bye-bye now. Bye. Thanks Keith.